CDC is the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, and we're committed to the success of women entrepreneurs and majority women-owned companies across Canada. As a proud partner of the Thrive Podcast, we're here to help you start, grow, or scale your business. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women today. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Thrive Podcast for Women Entrepreneurs. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. I landed a contract in Italy, but I need five freelancers to make it happen. I said, sure, let's chat over coffee. With Export Development Canada, risk doesn't stop you. EDC, take on the world. You're listening to The Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs start and build thriving businesses. On The Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision a reality even faster. This podcast is presented in partnership with Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. Make your way over to startupcan.ca forward slash podcasts to subscribe to the Thrive community and subscribe to listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Finally, we'd love for you to rate this podcast and leave a review on iTunes for the chance to have it read on air. We want these shows to impact as many people as possible and your reviews will help us get there. I'm your host, Gomal Minhas, founder of CoreSpace, your one-stop shop for all things work, wellness, and impact. Visit kaur.space to find out more. I'm also the producer of Dream Girl, the documentary film showcasing the lives of inspiring and ambitious female entrepreneurs that we premiered at the Obama White House. I'm so happy to be here today. Welcome to the show. On today's show, we're talking to Lise Wilcox. Lise refers to herself as a professional human and has successfully built a positive and encouraging brand called Emotional Alchemy, a space that is all about helping others become their truest selves, find confidence in who they are, and get what they want. As a coach, entrepreneur, mother, and breast cancer survivor, Lise is, is passionate about turning ugly experiences into beautiful new beginnings. On her blog, she writes about topics like how to stop apologizing for how you feel and how to choose the right people for your life to encourage her readers to bridge the gap between how they feel and how they want to feel. Lise is a trained neuro-linguistic programming coach and offers courses that help others identify the sources of their thinking and tools to rewire their thoughts for healthier and more positive mindsets. Lise's work has been featured on HGTV, CBC Parents, Design Mom, and Planswell. In today's show, we will talk to Lise about finding clarity and confidence in entrepreneurship and how to kick imposter syndrome. Welcome to the show, Lise. Thank you so much for having me. So I like to start at the beginning. And I would love to know what got you to this point in your career where you are starting to build your brand and build your coaching practice. How did you land on this uh, line of work? 
Uh, it kind of found me. <laughs> I like that to start at the beginning. I like how we start at the end and start to trace it back. You know, um, originally I started my career as a Montessori teacher and left that to start a family. And when I was at home as a stay at home mom with three kids under two, I found I had so much information about child development and parenting kind of floating around in my head that I started writing a, a parenting column for my local newspaper which I turned into a blog and the blog I wanted people to read. So I got pretty comfortable with uh, using social media as a, as a promotional tool. And uh, I got really comfortable and really, um, I just, I love Instagram. So I started promoting my Instagram skills to uh, clients and businesses. Um, I ran a branding agency for a little while where we, we did targeted brand strategy for clients. And what I noticed even though the intention was to just hijack brands, Instagram feeds. Um, what I noticed was that, you know, 99 times out of a hundred, the bulk of the work that I did with women was talking about, um, overcoming blocks. You know, my husband thinks this, thinks this is just a hobby. How do I prove that this is like a viable business? Or my mom told me I wasn't creative and she really doesn't think that this is going to be a success. Like how do I overcome that? So I started naturally coaching people and, um, and, you know, a couple of years later, it's transformed itself into this really empowering brand of mine that I then use as a ripple effect to help other entrepreneurs really change their lives, not only a bit in a business capacity, but in a, like a truly um, inner personal capacity. So how a lot of the entrepreneurs that are listening to the show may be interested in exploring coaching and finding a coach that works for them. How do you suggest they go about doing their research and uncovering coaches that may work well with them? That's a great question. I, in my experience, so often it, it, it's as if the right coach finds you, you know, as I said, I have a pretty active Instagram presence and most of my clients I've found or have found me rather through Instagram. They love what I write. They love what I publish. They like the vibe. Maybe they've heard me, they've heard me speak at a workshop or at a conference and uh, they tend to me, they tend to come to me that way. And I think the true, the case is true for most client coach relationships that, um, somebody just kind of gets on your radar and whatever they're saying really tweaks your interest or kind of sparks your own passion, what you know you need guidance in, or, you know, you really connect with them. Um, yeah, I don't think there's one master database you can go to. It's a matter of paying attention to what you really want, what you're really interested in, and kind of keep being open to that, com to that, um, coming onto your radar. So you call yourself a brand therapist. So yes. Can you tell me a little bit more about using that language in your you descriptor? Bet. One of my clients actually gave me that moniker because we were sitting, we were sitting in one of our, our sessions and she looked at me and she, you know, we were talking about her business and the direction of strategy and how, um, how that looked and felt. Um, and we also, uh, like, as always, we're getting to the root of the emotional stuff. You know, whenever we have a block or some kind of, um, confidence issue, something that's really holding us back from getting to that next level, there's some kind of emotional cause at the root of it. And so we, we coaching with me, it's kind of a really cool experience because it's almost like a Trojan horse. You come in for like business and strategy 
brand help. And we actually go so much deeper than that to give a real holistic um, feel and approach to coaching. So it almost feels like you're talking to a really good friend or a sister who's also got great targeted business advice. But we were sitting in this in this session together and she looked at me and we'd gone through some of the emotional stuff and she was like, man, I feel like I'm talking to a therapist. It's like you're my brand therapist. And it kind of, it kind of grew from there. That's fantastic. And can you share a little bit about what success with your clients has looked like? What are you most proud of helping them accomplish? Oh, definitely. So I am, I'm a huge, huge fan of and believer in the ripple effect. And, you know, sometimes this world that we live in, it feels so overwhelming, right? Like there's so much going on and sometimes we feel so powerless and disempowered. It's like, how am I ever going to make a difference in this, in this crazy world? For me, the way that we make that difference is to start by changing ourselves and really make the differences, you know, that we want to feel in our own lives. And that when we do, that changes the way that we show up. It changes the way that we parent. It changes the way we do business. It changes the nature and the dynamics of our relationships because we've altered our own state. Like we're at so much more peace with ourselves. Right. And, um, for me, that ripple effect just starts going out and out and out. Absolutely. And it's such a beautiful thing when you're able to uncover those things for yourself that actually could be limiting your business because oftentimes, like I know I'm guilty of this as an entrepreneur, I attach my emotions to my products or like sales figures or all of these different things when it's like, that's my stuff to figure out and deal with, not my product and my businesses. Um, which often go hand in hand, but at the same time, like having someone to support you in navigating the emotional side of things while you're a business owner is huge. Well, and so recently one of, uh, here's a great success story. Very, very recently I was working with a client um, who's a video director and she was experiencing such a massive block. And, you know, this is such a familiar story, I think to any creative. And I think to, you know, most entrepreneurs, sometimes you just reach this plateau where you feel stuck, right. And you don't know, you don't know why you don't know where it's coming from. And it's really intimidating because it can feel like you're so stagnant we tend to get them in our heads. When you experience a block, it's like, great, now I'm going to be a failure for the rest of my life. It's all going to fall apart and it just starts spiraling out of control. So we were working together and she was working on a a documentary series and she couldn't do it. She'd had the footage for months. It wasn't inspiring. And so we were figuring out like, what on earth is going on here? So we started digging and digging. And I, again, I'm, I'm a really big believer that we have all the information we need inside of us already. Like we have everything we need there. Sometimes you just need somebody to ask you the right questions so that you can start to get clear on what that information is. Like what you need somebody to help you access everything that's inside. So we did that for her through a couple of um, NLP practices and just through like a series of great coaching sessions. Not only did we clear that block, but suddenly, you know, suddenly it was like a floodgate of creativity opened. She finished the series. She had had, she had experienced a lot of body positivity issues. And, you know, I just got a message from her this week saying she had pitched a couple of brands to be a plus size bikini model for them. (laughs) It's like all of a sudden it just started falling into place because she had the courage to really look that fear and look that obstacle in the eye, get very real about where it was coming from and why, what was causing it, clear it out of the way and then carry on. And that for me, like, I just want to skip down the street and click my heels up because 
what a difference that I can help enable somebody to make that change in their life. Now she gets to do the work that she was sent to this earth to do. And that's such an empowering experience for everybody involved. Absolutely. And it's, I think, invaluable to think about, uh, you know, the way I kind of put it is I see a chiropractor to help adjust my back and keep my spine healthy. These are like little emotional um, blocks that need to be worked out. Yes. And, you know, I always use this example that I bought a house a couple of years ago and did all these renovations on the inside. It looks beautiful. And what I never did was address this really out of control vine that was growing all over the back fence. Um, Like to the extent that I had neighbors come over to warn me about this vine, about how it was going to need a lot of attention. And I, you know, it would start in one place and I would see these weird tendrils creep out of like the house and the fence 30 feet away. And I would, you know, take, I'm not a gardener. So I would take like kitchen scissors out and I would snip off little tendrils every now and then be like, perfect. My work here is done. And then, you know, two days later, the vine had all but swallowed my picnic table and like completely usurped my, my patio. So eventually I had to do the hard work of, you know, well, hiring somebody to get (laughs) under the deck. I didn't do that kind of work, but you know, this kid came over and he, he climbed under the deck and he traced every tendril of that vine back. And he, you know, 30 feet away, he got to the source, he got to the root of it. And it was only when he killed it at the root, like he cut it all off the root. That's when the vine stopped growing everywhere else. And that was such a poignant metaphor to me that that's how we do it it's uncomfortable and it's messy and it's dirty, but you have to take all of those little manifestations of crap that appear and follow them back to this root cause of, you know, what is the story that you're telling yourself? Pardon me. And what is the story that you've been told? Is that a story that you even want to carry anymore? Is it yours or is it somebody else's that you've just become so accustomed to hearing in your head over and over again that you adopt it as truth? And when you get to the source of that or the root of that, that's when we can start to affect incredible interchange. Absolutely. And so you practice and are trained in neuro linguistic programming. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more about what NLP is and how entrepreneurs can benefit from, from it? Absolutely. So, you know, you probably know of Tony Robbins, who's like, you know, mega, um, NLP neuro linguistic programming is something that Tony or somebody like Tony Robbins uses. And essentially what it is, it's like, a, um, a user's manual to how your brain works. You know, when I was, doing this training, there was a chorus of women sitting around doing the course being like, how come we all don't understand this? Like, why don't we learn this in high school? This stuff is so valuable. You really learn how the mind works and how it processes information. And, um, in, as with anything, once you understand how a machine works, you can go back in and kind of play with it. Right. And if it's not functioning as smoothly as you want it to function, you can tweak it and you can change it. So NLP and the practices or exercises that come with it, it's as if it's like a series of mindset practices that we use to rewire the brain. We do some unlearning of things you thought were true and and reprogram the brain with new stuff. And that sounds kind of scary, but most of these exercises are just little reframes in the way we perceive information. You know, one of my favorite little NLP inspired hacks is to change the language of, I have to, like, I have to do this into, I get to. So when you're like, oh man, 
It's six o'clock at night. I've just finished a day of work. My family's waiting for me. I have to go to the grocery store. That's really arduous and annoying to you, right? Like I, nobody wants to do that. But when you flip that switch and you're like, I get to go to the grocery store, suddenly the perspective is like, you know what? I live in a place where food is readily accessible and available to me. Um, I have the means to go and choose whatever I want from the store. You know, I can then take that food and create a really beautiful moment for my family that nourishes us. Suddenly you've changed. It's like, how lucky am I that I get to go to the grocery store right now? And that's just a really small example, but using little tricks like that is a big change in your life because it affects how you perceive everything around you. And as I'm sure you know from your own work, your own life, that it almost doesn't matter what happens. What matters is how you respond to it and it matters how you react to it. And when you are in the driver's seat of how you're receiving information and situations and in turn how you're responding and processing it, life gets infinitely better and um, calmer, less anxiety, more pleasurable, because you really start to feel like you have a handle on what's happening around you all the time. Absolutely. And mindset is so key as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. because if you are not in the right headspace every day, if you don't know how to get yourself into the right headspace every day, um, it can be extremely challenging to even see the upside for your business, the positive outcomes, the various aspects to how you can grow and thrive in your company. Um, And as leaders as well, when we're leading teams, this mindset aspect is so key as well. Yes. And so, you know, maybe somebody is launching a course, right? And they're really fired up about, or it's a new product, whatever it is. Big launch is happening. And, you know, you expect to sell, let's say 50, keeping it small, and you sell 10. That can feel really frustrating. You can feel really defeatist. And again, we get in our heads so fast because, you know, we create this like this alternate story of, oh my gosh, I didn't sell 50. I only sold 10. Therefore I am a failure. Therefore, you know, my stepmother was right all along. I will never be a success. Like we get in our heads so fast about it that we start to spiral out of control and it really just tanks. So if you can, again, flip that perspective on things, you can start to realize like, okay, I sold 10. I sold 10 life-changing products that that are going to help and change the lives of 10 people. That's already massive change. And when you start to operate from that place of like, okay, no, here's the reality. Here's what's actually happening. Here's the true story behind what's actually um, going on around me. You're so much more empowered. And that, again, that fuels you and pushes you so much further than if you dwell in this defeatist attitude or this like victim mentality of, oh, what do you know? It wasn't good enough again. You know, I think that's really, really valuable for every business owner and every entrepreneur. Absolutely. And so at this point in the interview, I like to dive a little bit into the topic of being well and staying in your business. And um, you are a breast cancer survivor. And I would love to know how that experience has um, impacted how you teach your clients to be and stay well. So... I'm going to answer that in a couple of different ways. One, for me, getting that, you know, I was 36 when I got a breast cancer diagnosis. There's no family history. I come from a very, very healthy family. I've always been really healthy. 
this literally came out of nowhere. It was a huge surprise. And when young women get breast cancer, it tends to be very aggressive cancer. So it, it was scary. And um, for me, looking back, it's as if it was the ultimate mindset test. You know, it enabled me or it gave me an opportunity to take everything I knew about how to handle things in stride and how to, you know, trust the unfolding of things and how to really coach myself through it and stay out of anxiety and stay in the present. It was like this ultimate test of how I was going to handle it. And it was amazing. I handled it with so much grace and so much dignity one step at a time because of all of the mindset practices that I already have in place in my life. Had I, had I had this experience a few years ago, I don't know that it would have been as successful. And um, I think that's a huge testament exactly as you said, to the power of the mind. Um, And then in terms of staying well, man, don't you find that we live in this culture where busyness is completely, uh, you know, overvalued. It's like, Oh, I'm so busy. And we all like want to stand there and clap like, Oh, good for you. You're so busy. But I think that's really been blown out of proportion. You know, people are like, Oh, the hustle is real. Well, maybe the hustle shouldn't be real. You know, working, working harder doesn't necessarily mean working better. And I think that when you are, you know, if you're somebody who's turned your passion into your career, there's such a risk of diving so headfirst into it that you lose sight of everything else around you. And I think there's an inclination for that to be celebrated, to like really get swallowed up in your work. And you know, you know, as well as I do, that's not, that's not a great balance. It's not a good blend of, of anything in your life. If you're focusing on one area and avoiding all the others. So I think that we have to, it's a matter of really prioritizing a good, healthy balance around ourselves. And sometimes I like to think of it as if, you know, what would I say to my own kids? What would I say to my own friends? We got to take that and speak to ourselves in that way. So if you watch a friend who's getting out of control in her work, you're going to stop her and be like, listen, let's go for a hike on the weekend. Like, let's get you outside. Let's get you into nature. Let's get you away from takeout food. Let me cook you a really healthy dinner. You start to get into this care and nurture and nourish mode. And I think that when we're talking about staying well, it's really, really important that we take that level of care of ourselves as if we were taking care of, they said, one of our kids, a really good friend or family member. Absolutely. And I think we can often forget doing that. It's, it's, yes. it's strange how the busyness, the hustle, like all of those yeah. adjectives can pull us right back in to a yeah. routine that is really painful for us to sustain and be in. That's and right. I, there's no way, but, but through prioritizing our wellness. Yeah, exactly. And for those listeners who maybe have gone through a massive life-changing event, like a diagnosis or coming through grief or coming through the hard mm-hmm. stuff and are trying to get back into work, um, can you share some thoughts or, or advice or words um, from your own experience of what if it was like to, to get back into your practice? Yeah, I would say most powerfully that it takes time and that's something that so many of us struggle with is cultivating patience for the process. And, you know, we've shaped the world that we live in to be so instant and so easy access. Um, 
whatever we want, we can get with a click of a button. I was in California last year and we had Amazon prime snacks delivered to us. You know, like we had Amazon brought sushi to our hotel room and it was, the, it was the best thing. We had sushi and books delivered. Um, but you know, we live in this, like this instant click world where anything is possible within a 24 hour window. And that's killing our brains because it has, it set us up to fail so hard because we just want the instant result without doing any of the work or without allowing the space for it to come into action. So anybody who's coming through, you know, major life changes, grief is a huge one. Grief is not linear. You know, healing is not linear. It's all, it's all a spiral. So, you know, you heal one aspect and you're like, oh, phew. I went through all five stages. There goes depression. There goes anger. Here I go. And you think that you're all good. And then something else happens, man. And like you're driving alone in your car and all of a sudden it hits you again. You get triggered by something and you're like, okay, so I haven't quite healed as much as I thought I had, you know, and it, it, it is such a cyclical spiral process that the only thing that makes that better and the only thing that makes that more palatable is to really truly appreciate that it takes time. So, you know, entrepreneurs, I love entrepreneurs and they're so driven and they're so passionate. It's almost this like crazy passion for what they do. Um, and what comes with that is almost a, a downside is this tendency to just really run at it. So for me, one of the, those things, cause I identify with all those, <laughs> all those characteristics, um, something that was really helpful to me as I was, you know, getting back into brand building was picking one focus. So for this entire calendar year, it's like, okay, so January, I'm going to finish writing my book proposal. February, I'm going to dominate Pinterest. I'm going to learn everything there is to learn about Pinterest. You know, March, I'm going to start exploring what YouTube marketing looks like. You have to package it out piece by piece so that you can give your brain and your body the time it needs to keep healing. Cause that's, that's the other risk, right? Is that we throw ourselves back into it and we get further unwell or experience further grief and trauma because we've hit it too hard. Absolutely. And I agree with you so wholeheartedly. It's, it's that gentleness, that patience with ourselves yes. and just knowing that our timeline isn't always a realistic or possible yes. timeline. Yes. It, yes. It's so true. And you know, you have this, you have such a cool job that you get to talk to all these different entrepreneurs. I'm sure you've heard so many stories of how, man, no kidding. Like you watch how success unfolds for people, right? And celebrities are the, are really easy to identify with because their lives are so public. Usually you can start, this is another actual great practice, I think for, you know, recalibrating your own state of mind is to start choosing those celebrities that you love and, and go back through their careers and listen to interviews where they're really candid about like, man, I was a waiter in New York city for four years. I was just about to give up. And then nobody experiences overnight success. It all takes time. Michael Jordan wasn't tall enough for his high school basketball team. Like, you know, there are so many examples but we forget about them because we're so focused on the end point. We actually forget to enjoy every step along the way. And what a moment to be able to give our audience to reflect on some of the steps along the way. So thank mm -hmm. you for that. 
In terms of what, what motivates you in your business every day and, and in building what you're building, what impact do you hope to leave with the work that you're, you're doing? Oh, I just, I have like a full body smile when you say that. Cause I can, sometimes I can't believe that this is my life. Like sometimes I can't believe that I get to do, I get to do the work I get to do. I, you know, people have teased me about this in the past, but now they're starting to realize that it's the truth. I get paid to be myself. The things that I'm really, really good at, I get paid to do. And what's even better than that, because that brings a lot of lifestyle and a lot of freedom that comes with it because it's it creates this really flexible way that I can work full time and be a single parent to my three kids. That's really valuable to me. But what's even better than that is that the work that I do actually transforms people's lives. You know, I always think that imagine you're out you're out running and you've really got your stride and you turn around and you look behind you and somebody's really struggling and they you can tell they're just they're not quite getting it. They can't get into their stride. They need a little bit of help. My entire job is focused around turning around and offering my hand and just giving that person a little tug to get back on her feet. And there is nothing more satisfying than that. You know, I get to be the one who helps people do what they are put here to do. I get to be the one who helps people discover their passion and really put it into action. And in doing so, live this intentional, purpose-driven, inspired life where they get to have great quality relationships without apologizing for it, where they get to raise amazing children in a healthy way that, that makes sense for them. And they get to run this business that is a true reflection of who they are as a person. And that is like, I don't think I could ask for anything better than that. That's fantastic. And, and it's such a testament to what can happen when you really can find and seek your yeah. purpose and align it with what you do in the world every day with your work. That's so true. So mm-hmm. it's, it's so encouraging to hear that. So my last question for you for today's show is mm-hmm. what I ask all of our guests. And that is what advice do you have for our audience and listeners for them to thrive in their business and their lives? Yes. There, I'm going to do two sides of the same coin. One of those sides is to tune out competition. And the other side is to focus on authenticity. And I don't mean authenticity in the way, like the trademark way it's becoming. We get so hung up on paying attention to what other people are doing and, and comparing ourselves to that. It doesn't make any sense when you are exerting all that energy and focusing on what somebody else is doing and paying attention to their metrics and their method, you are taking time away from focusing on what you are doing and what your metrics are and what your method of success is. So that's the biggest thing that you really do. It's so simple, even if it's not always easy, you have to focus on being yourself. And when you focus on being your true, genuine, authentic self, there is no competition because that is such a magnetic force that people will be lining up to buy from you and work with you because they can't get what you're offering anywhere else. So put up the blinders, tune out what everybody else is doing and focus explicitly on what you are doing and what you offer. Incredible. Thank you so much, Lise, for your time today, for joining us on the Thrive Podcast. And I'd love for you to share with our audience where they can find you. 
Of course. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, I'm at leasewilcox.ca, which is L-E-I-S-S-E-W-I-L. C-O-X. And the great thing about having such a unique Dutch name is that I have that same handle on all socials. So you can find me every morning on Instagram at Lise Wilcox, my new Pinterest uh, channel. I don't even know what Pinterest is called for the, for the feed um, at Lise Wilcox. Um, and all of those are great ways of connecting with me to, you know, to get deeper into the stuff of everyday life that we're all thinking about. And sometimes we're too afraid to talk about. Thank you so much for being here, Lise. I am so happy you made time to be with us today. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us this week on the Thrive Podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC and Scotiabank for helping us elevate women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook resources for women entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. And visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Rivers Corbett. Make sure to visit CoreSpace, K-A-U-R dot space to learn to better integrate work, wellness, and impact into your everyday life. Until next time, I'm Gomal Minhas. It's time to thrive. <laughs>